Okay, so episode two, Three Bros Pod. My name is Cyril, and I saw a video on YouTube um, this week that kind of mixed politics and philosophy in a unique way. And I shared it with Caleb and Chad and definitely wanted to get their thoughts and have a conversation on it. So the video on YouTube is called Why Abortion is Immoral. And it delves into a philosopher named Don Marquis. And he wrote a paper um, in the Journal of Philosophy in 1989. Um, Again, it's well, the video is called Why Abortion is Immoral, and he also originally penned the paper with that title, Why Abortion is Immoral. And the premise of Don Marquis' argument is the idea that a fetus has potential and a future. And kind of if you abort a fetus, you are robbing that individual of their potential and future. Um and my first thoughts on this was was honestly like that makes sense to me. Um, obviously, it is a little intuitive. Maybe you guys can push back if you want. It is intuitive that you are taking something. I think there's a couple or one or who knows. There might be someone who has a rebuttal for that in some way. But I think it is it is somewhat intuitive that something can ob- like whatever. Like you have a fetus, it's going to have a future, right? It has some sort of potential, good or bad, and you're robbing it of that. And that's a quick breakdown of it. And I wanted to focus on, I had two criticisms of it, and then I want to focus on a bigger one that I had. Um, my, my biggest criticism is the fact that it seems that this philosopher exclusively focuses on the future potential of the unborn child. And again, as I just said, I think that's a really good point. I do. Um, I do admit, I do recognize that there is some sort of potential that is lost when that child is terminated. Um, but, but, I, but I also was thinking, and this is, you know, I've always had a political mind. I've even also had a philosophical mind. I've had opinions for years. And this has always bounced in my mind, um, around in my mind about abortion, um, which is basically what about the future of the mother? Isn't there a potential future also for the mother of that child? Um, Is this mother a single working poor person? Um, And I, and I, and I wrote some thoughts to you guys basically saying like, if you're being honest with yourselves and it can be difficult to admit um, an abortion can enhance a mother's potential future potential as well after she gets it right? That she might be in a tricky situation. Um, and you can get into, and I'm sure we might, you can get into the responsibilities there, but just focusing on the f- philosophical part of it, that mother also has potential in the future. And, and, and a baby is a significant changer in a life, like obviously. Um, so, you know, and I, and I do think that we're talking about a scenario. I admit that it might be the minority. I'm not sure. Maybe I shouldn't even state that if I don't have any <laughs> facts for that. But I, 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 I like this could like this potential um, future ruiner for the mother might be the minority. But I still feel like as I listen to this um, 
Don Marquis guy make, well, uh, to be fair, it was someone on YouTube talking about what Don Marquis wrote. So I do want to be clear about that. Um, it wasn't straight from the philosopher himself. But um, I just felt like the, the whole time I was listening to it and getting the gist of it, it just doesn't even get brought up at all. And um, in my opinion, and this is where I'll let one of you guys take it from here for now, that completely ruins the whole argument. Like you, you're just, it doesn't feel like an honest um, discussion when you don't add that in at all, especially when you're hammering away on future potential for this unborn fetus. But like you, it didn't even cross your mind that the, the, the mother has a future and potential as well. And that, that would change it significantly. Um, so that just felt, you know, not great to me. And, and for me, it almost makes the whole thing fall apart. So I guess I'll just throw it to either one of you if you want, if you had any thoughts for what I said there. Um, that's kind of how I feel about it. So I guess I'm wondering if there's any criticisms. Do you guys agree? Any thoughts at all? I mean, I definitely <clears throat> disagree with <laughs> a lot of this argument. This is not an argument that I find. And I disagree as well. With. Go ahead. Well, I don't know, Caleb, do you, I imagine we are all probably in a general consensus that. Yeah, I didn't like the argument. We're not really, <laughs> I'm not very convinced by this argument. I have several objections immediately. <clears throat> well, I would say have, that oh, this argument specifically is probably the best um, anti-abortion argument that I've heard at this point because Agreed. it is secular. That. It is not based on religion. It's not based on some, you know, higher power telling you you know, what you can and cannot do, um, mm -hmm. at least from the perspective of a lot of people who have these conversations. Yeah. Yeah. This argument is the most compelling. Like this is one I can actually take seriously. Whereas when people try and come at it from a, you know, a, a religious pretext, it's like, if, you can't, you can't legislate based on religion. That's just inherently, right. that does not vibe with the constitution. So this right here, this is, this is something that's, it's it's compelling for sure. I, if I may, you know. Chad, you said you had a few um, criticisms. If 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 maybe one was mine, but do you can you think of anything else that maybe you you thought of that didn't rub you the right way? Yeah, I'm. It's, I mean, it's interesting because I didn't even consider what you were discussing, but that's a really good point. Like if you force somebody, and and let's think about who is typically getting an abortion. It's somebody who doesn't think they're in a position where they should be raising a child. Um, sure. And those people, a lot of them, I would imagine, are people who are poor. Like, imagine you already have two kids. You're poor. You're just making it by. There's not a lot of, like, opportunity you can see in your future that's going to raise the amount of money you make. And all of a sudden, you're pregnant again. And you just cannot afford that child. Like, you are now putting somebody in a position where, yeah, you're preserving one future potential, but you're you are dramatically affecting maybe a family of four, their future potential. Um, I didn't if even I, consider that, but right. it's a very good point. Uh, my biggest objection was this presumption that all future potential is, it's like not good. Because surely there's plenty of future potential that is not good, that is horrible. Or, or let's say somebody's future potential is bringing more evil into the world. They're doing like terrible things. Sure. Um, to me, you're just when you if you look at future potential as just always a net positive, then 
there are consequences to that belief. Like if you're saying that all future potential should be taken seriously, then why would like consensual sex should be outlawed? We should not have contraceptions. We should be maximizing all future potential. Everybody should be having kids as much as they can. Like surely there's that. So like I, it breaks down at that maximum. It, it completely breaks down. So I feel like I need to jump in here a little bit because sure. I feel like we're also slightly misrepresenting Marquise's argument here. Okay. When are you we? talk about like, yeah, I think we are because okay. when you talk about contraceptive, right, his argument is that in contraceptive, you have the sperm itself does not have in that moment, right, it being a sperm traveling to an egg mm-hmm. does not have that um, future future potential. It's not until, and this is his essentially his argument, I think, is that it's not until that the the sperm actually hits the egg, it becomes a zygote. At that yeah. point, then yep. it has future potential because an egg by itself is just an egg, right? It'll mm-hmm. pass through the body, mm-hmm. it'll continue on. Uh, same thing with sperm, right? It'll you'll it'll be gone essentially. It doesn't become something until the point that it hits the egg. So. He's Doesn't not that feel that- arbitrary, though? Doesn't that feel like an arbitrary line to draw? Like, why is it not valid that if somebody has sex and they wear a condom, like, technically speaking, there was some percentage of future potential taking place there. Sure, but, but then... with the then condom, every- it is almost zero. Right, but then every time you masturbate, you're... It's a genocide. ...committing abortion? <laughs> true. No, it's a genocide. <laughs> Yeah, okay, that's what but, I'm saying. But there's no future potential there because a, a, a sperm in and of itself, by itself, Needs an egg. can never become a Why? human in any way, shape, or form. Isn't part of its future by potential itself. merging with an egg and becoming a zygote? That's the potential future of that sperm, which eventually becomes a zygote, which eventually becomes us. And that's, listen, if that's the perspective you're taking, that's that's certainly fine to argue that point. I'm just trying to make sure that we frame Marquise's argument specifically to what he's saying. I, so what he I get is what saying, you're saying. To me, that seemed like a logical consequence. And that rebuttal that's offered, to me, is not convincing. But I'm not offering a rebuttal. I'm just making no, sure. No, his that we rebuttal. Clarify you the said. Argument. You said. Yeah. Right. No, his rebuttal. That's all you I'm were stating. His rebuttal. Yeah. Gotcha. You were saying that when that becomes a zygote, that then is the thing that has that future potential. But to me, it just feels like an arbitrary line to draw. I don't know. I think um, I don't. I don't know that it's an arbitrary line to draw. Okay. I, I mean, to be fair, it's not my biggest objection. Like for me, the bigger objection is. Number one, what Cyril said, that's actually that's for me, that's pretty compelling. But number two is not all future potential is good potential. Um, And is all future potential a net positive or is it a net negative? Well, Mm -hmm. I think Marquise's argument specifically tries to address that. And it says that he's not saying that that like you're going to go through hardship, like shit is Mm going to happen. You may have a terrible life, Mm -hmm. but there still is that potential for it to be right a good life to be viewed as valuable at the end. Just because you are born and you have a crappy childhood and then things go wrong and then but all of a sudden you become successful and you get married and you have kids and da 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 like the view of it becoming valuable, the potential of value is still there. Even up until the end of someone's death when they're about to pull the trigger and kill themselves, there still is a potential, and I think that's his argument, for value in that life. I agree with that, and you can't reverse. You can't reverse think of um, Chad. Chad, we we talked a little before, and Chad brought up a point of like, well, what if you were looking at Hitler's mom in the eyes when she was pregnant? Like, you don't know what's going to happen to that child. You always have to 
you know, we can act like we, we have time machines, but we shouldn't. Okay. You, you always have to understand what is going on at that moment. You don't know Hitler is going to be Hitler. Like that's ridiculous. So yeah, that one. Well, it's also the, the same way. Like I could look at Einstein's mom and be like, Oh, you know, look at the potential. Like what, what, what he, would yeah. we, what would we lose if we took that away? So I feel like that's not right. a very strong argument either. I, well, I agree but so there. for me, it's a net zero then it shouldn't be compelling either way. Right. Like the fact well, there's that there's potential, don't... the fact that there's potential is his argument. Just potential at all. Just potential is the potential for value, is what okay. I believe his argument I, I, is. I, I, and I could be, to be clear, right? I want to be very upfront, very clear. Sure. I am not a philosopher. I'm not a trained educator. Oh, no, I know, I know. I'm not super well versed in this. We're just doing a. Well, I feel like I yeah, have to put course. that disclaimer in there, right? Like, sure. I'm just some asshole no, sitting in his that. basement talking oh, to his sure. brothers. But. In this, uh, in all you. iterations of this recording, we I'll I'll link to um, places where you can actually read yes. um, why uh, abortion is immoral specifically. So you can read that if you're if anyone listens right. um, and is interested in and that. The and then the second one paper that I'm going to link to is called "You Can't Lose What You Ain't Never Had: A Reply to Marquise on Abortion" by Walter Sinat Armstrong. Uh, I'm going to post that in there as well because I feel like we're going to talk about that in a little bit too. So is capital punishment ever allowed under this concept? Yes. It is. Hmm. Yes. How is it allowed? All right. Let me, let me, That's, so let me go back and let me do what I can to try to frame this up. Okay. He has a future like ours. FLO. I'm, I'm going to pull this from Walter Sinat Armstrong's argument against, or I should sure. say reply to Marquise on abortion. Sure. Uh, right in uh, number one, Marquise's argument, uh, Walter writes, Marquise's proposed explanation is that it is morally wrong to kill a normal adult human except in extreme circumstances because it is morally wrong to cause the life to the victim of value of its future. Uh, he then claims that abortion is also or uh, he then claims that abortion also causes a fetus to lose a valuable future, so abortion is morally wrong except in the same extreme circumstances. So his argument is is that I believe and I could be like paraphrasing or doing a poor job at explaining it, but in a situation in which you have to defend yourself, let's say, because your loss of life, your loss of potential future is being threatened by another human, or if society deems that the loss of this life, right, capital punishment, is, um, I guess, valued higher than what what, what the potential of what that human could do. Oh, um, so there's a there. hierarchy of value then. There is a hierarchy of value. So that's something I feel mm. like is interesting Right there, and I feel like that's something probably, Chad, you could probably speak a little more to. But doesn't that blow up the whole potential thing when we don't put value on it at all? If there's a hierarchy of value, then why do we have, why do right. we just say? So here yeah. we well, go. Uh, hold on, hold on. I don't, I don't want to. pointing that out there. Hold on, hold on. If there he is doesn't hi- say, hold on. He does not say that there is a hierarchy. That's right? true. Let's make that clear. That's no, true. but making. I'm making, the one that said that. Making that exception implies that he that there is a, a higher he doesn't true. say it explicitly but for him to say well this value is more important than that value that that must mean that yeah we're placing different value on lives then well sure so yeah, if it's I arbitrary think... anyway i feel like you could still make an argument that's well i think someone would argue or marquise may argue that it's not necessarily arbitrary like there is a function that we use to determine specific value is is that a fair statement like if the loss of the mother is uh, less valuable than keeping the child, that would meet the circumstance of extreme, or that would meet the extreme circumstance. Sure. Just like, and I again, I don't know if I'm doing a good job arguing this point, but 
I believe what he's saying is then you can also determine that the val- it is more valuable to remove a person from the mm-hmm. hole using capital punishment because mm-hmm. of either what he or she has already done or uh, what they have already proven that they would be capable to do. So again, sure. we meet that extreme circumstance criteria. Yeah, but okay. um, I, guess- I have... Yeah, go ahead. Considering that, let me make an argument that's using this as a foundation. Okay. To try and just express where I think it... Okay, so right now, let's just say for the sake of argument, humans are causing climate change. Sure. We are currently on a path that is probably going to, let's say, potentially destabilize the globe. Potentially wiping us out as a species. So perhaps having more humans now is leading to a larger generation down the road that's eventually going to get wiped out horribly. So if we're measuring future potential or value, then perhaps if everyone got an abortion now, we could totally avoid that end goal or that end game of suffering from a larger generation 50 to 100 years from now. So if I could attempt... To That's, try to play the part of Marquise there. Sure. You're removing also the potential. Yeah, yep. but I'll, I'll go with it. You may also <laughs> be removing the potential for someone to be born to solve said problem or a group of people to have been born to solve that problem. Therein lying a better future for all and greater value for all. Sure, but it, so that to me implies that there's just a presumption you're making when you're measuring that value. Like, what is he basing it on? That's where, it, to me, it feels arbitrary. Right. But that's, that's subjective. I don't know. Right. Do to be clear. That, that's my, I'm obje- trying, that's my yeah. objection. Is to what be I'm clear, saying. I'm trying to do my best to no. <laughs> yes, yeah. frame argument. <laughs> I'm, I feel like I'm not doing a good job, but I'm trying. <laughs> yeah, to, I'm to just me, pointing out to me where it kind of breaks down, where it feels like it breaks down, where it's not convincing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. To me, what I find interesting is that when I tried to do some research on um, arguments against this uh, specific kind of framework of why abortion is immoral, which, to be fair, didn't find a whole lot, right? It, he, he does a pretty good job at at least framing the argument and putting it into uh, language that is non-religious or what is it, non-secular? Yeah. Or is that secular? I can't remember. Yeah, secular, yeah. He does. So... For this reply uh, written by Walter here, and again, we'll, we'll link it, um, he specifically asks, what does the term loss mean here? Losing a future or potential future is not like losing one's car keys or even like losing money in the stock market. So what is the loss of a future? The answer is not clear, and Marquis says nothing to clarify his idea. Right. So, because if I may throw one more thing in, too. Yeah. And it kind of relates to that, but it relates to something before. Like, what what about rape? So if we're sitting here talking about potential, okay, and, and the only thing that we kind of have agreed with Marquis would be medically, okay, if you're not medically challenged, you were raped and you're impregnated, you can't have an abortion. That's ridiculous. That's yeah, true, because there, fu- there is a future potential right, of that. And child. that's ridiculous. I I, th- I believe, and I, and I don't know this to be the case, mm-hmm. I haven't. Again, I'm going to do my best to try to explain yeah, this. Yeah. I believe that that would meet the extreme circumstance criteria. Does he have a caveat? 
and yeah does he have a caveat because it's all about potential where i don't i didn't yeah i don't remember the caveat why is that an extreme circumstance right I mean, I don't know. About, I'm just again, trying to argue and say yeah, that, no, I know, I know. that might meet just, the standard if, of extreme criteria. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if I, I and if I could, the extreme criteria here or or extreme circumstance here would be that um, a crime was committed that inadvertently right. started a life. That might be the extreme circumstance that would lead you to say, "Okay, this is acceptable under under this parameter." I don't yeah. know if it meets it for us, yeah. right? My only, I don't content- know if I could say that I agree, but. Right, you know, and I, and I understand about you. I know, I know what you're doing. You're doing a good job, um, but but to me, that still totally clashes with the 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 fact that this leans so much, if not mostly, on potential. Um, it just yeah. it just clashes with that. There, there, you know, it just does. Yeah, I'm trying to come up with something. So that, but just, the yeah. thing, the one thing that I thought of was and. I think we very briefly discussed this uh, before we started. Zero was if sure. if if to me you could guarantee that that child could be raised with all the opportunities it needs, even if that means it doesn't stay with its mom. You know what I mean? Then I would be a lot more open, or I would be a lot more sympathetic to this argument. Then totally agree. But to me, when you you're because again the the people who are getting abortions largely speaking are like impoverished people so a child that's getting born into that environment especially if that family already has other children that they're taking care of they're just everybody suffers a little bit more as a result it's just that much harder you know what i mean and and if you could guarantee that you could give this being as much opportunity as they could to achieve that future potential, then I'm a lot more sympathetic to this argument, but that's just not the reality, especially, I mean, we're talking about the United States, especially when you're talking about third world countries. I mean, God bless. It gets real difficult, real quick out there with uh, having children sometimes. And that's just, that's just the reality of the, and for me, like, okay, so let's talk about future potential. Cause for me, I would rather have somebody who's impoverished and young have that abortion, move 15 years ahead in their life, succeed a little bit for themselves, get a little bit more financial stability, and then have that child. That child, to me, has a better future potential than the child she was going to have at 18 when she was impoverished and didn't have a lot of opportunity. Is that not? Is that a fair objection to... You know what I mean? It just seems to me that that flows. Like I'd rather have somebody... Because people who get abortions, uh, I mean, especially when you're talking about young folks, they usually end up having children later in life. The children later in life probably, largely speaking, and it's not always true, but in general, have a better opportunity towards a good future potential than somebody who is born into less than ideal circumstances. So unless you can grant me that every child gets that opportunity to maximize their future potential, then I'm, 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 I'm not very sympathetic to this. And I think what Chad's doing is he's getting into how that there's different levels of value for a child. And I agree with that. And right. the not, well, according the to not fair thing that Marquis does with what Chad just said is he does the same thing Chad does, but then acts like all potential is like the same. And I, it's true. I, yeah, all potential is it's definitely not, not the same. Like you can't not. just take that in a vacuum. Right. You just I don't have, like, you have to. Yeah. I don't like the unknown Hitler example, but I do like the one you just gave. I, do. <laughs> no, no. 
because uh, you don't know. That's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah you're yeah, right. Yeah. But no, I, yeah. I do like the one you just gave. It's <laughs> it's a fair point. If I made two, one more. I, I had a second criticism. If I can go ahead and throw mm-hmm. that in here, and yeah, maybe sure. We can talk about it. Um, he uses a gorilla, and and it felt like or any animal as an example that like we shouldn't end any lives, including animal ones. And to be fair, in the video and maybe in his paper, I don't know. It's a gorilla, right? Um, I don't think anybody eats gorillas, to be fair, but still. It felt like to me he was trying to say, like, all animals, all all life, um, um, we shouldn't end them because they have potential. Animals do, too. But, um, but look, I mean, the world we live in, like, the reality we live in, you know, human beings are built on a significant part of their diet being meat for thousands of years. So I just... Um, it was interesting to me that that was put in there. That is a stupid argument to me. And I went down on the comments, interestingly enough, and someone pointed that out. And he basically said, I take your point. Maybe if Marquis really thought about this, he'd be a vegetarian. <laughs> so, But not everybody's going to be a vegetarian. I just don't think that you can use that as an argument to stand on he, like some sort of argument for human being abortion. I just think that's stupid. Um, it's, so when it's, I it's went false through equivalency, go ahead. Yep. So when I went through looking at why abortion is immoral, the actual paper itself, I did not find anything referring to gorillas or monkeys or anything of that nature. Okay. That's maybe that's just a video. <clears throat> okay. I think it was a video, but he does briefly talk about animals. Um, super brief. Sure. Uh, I, I get where you would you would absolutely get that frame of like, well, if you can't kill a fetus, then you shouldn't kill animals. That's a false equivalency. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's it's interesting to think about. I think so. When I read through this paper from Walter, there's two things I want to read very specifically. Paragraphs that sure. I feel like do a decent job at trying to explain what it is that maybe Marky is missing. So here. We're talking about that term loss, right? Remember, the critique here is that Marquis never actually defines what the loss of a future is, which is something that Chad was just talking about, right? What is it a valuable future? Is it a shitty future? That's never defined, right? So that mm-hmm. is a valid critique there. What Walter says here is we can begin to understand losses by looking at examples. Suppose, suppose the winner of a race will receive a valuable trophy that is now held by an official. Lee and Kristen are the only racers, so Lee will win unless Kristen beats him. But Kristen wins the race. When Kristen wins, does she cause Lee the loss of a valuable trophy? One could answer both yes and no in different ways. Kristen's act of winning the race causes Lee to lose the race and causes his loss of the race. Kristen thereby prevents Lee from gaining the trophy. This line of reasoning might make it seem that Kristen's winning causes the loss of the trophy to Lee. In another way, however, it seems odd to say that Kristen causes Lee the loss of any tro- or of the trophy because Lee does not own the trophy and he does not have any right either to gain the trophy or to win the race. And at the end, the, the, the home run here for me is, as the great sage Muddy Water says or said, you can't lose what you ain't never had. Well... And Lee took the trophy from Kristen and bashed her face in. <laughs> um, so gaining all the potential. 
So this talks about to me like the right to that future, right? If you if you're saying that there's the potential for that future, then what right does that child have to said future? Which Mm. I feel like kind of goes into what Chad was talking about, right? If you could say undeniably that the future of a child would be good, then yes, this argument makes sense. But we don't have the capacity to do that. Therefore, uh, we cannot guarantee that there's a good future or potential loss of value for that child or that fetus's future. So, I appreciate that take. A million years into the future, there's going to be a very advanced human species that's, that takes this as an extremely compelling argument. And every load that is shot inside of a lady right they're gonna they're gonna go down and analyze every single sperm and run simulations to see which one has the most maximum future potential then they have to guide that one into the egg because that is the consequence of this argument right because you would want to pick the sperm that has the most future potential oh i guess you know what to be fair kill did say you're basing huh? that if you could figure it out, right? There's some sort of future technology. Yeah, that's why I said in a million, yeah, a million years in the future. Because you have to run a simulated universe for each sperm to see which one has the most maximum future potential. And then that's the one you want to make it to home base. You see what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Yeah. So isn't that still probability, though? <laughs> like, you're still not guaranteed, right, the most <laughs> valuable future. There's still probability that you're a piece of garbage or you <laughs> You know, there's there's still that probability. And I think to your point, Chad, actually a million years in the future, that's not even a thing. We just have CRISPR and you just, what do you want? You want blue eyes? You want to, I mean, you you know what? That's That's, not even a thing a million years in the future. That, that, that honestly is another genuine critique to this. Is CRISPR ethical in this sense? Because you are objectively changing what the person is going to end up being by changing their genes. Right, like you're changing, you're completely mm-hmm. changing their potential future. Do they? Ha- does that organism have a right to their original future potential, or do they have, or does somebody else have a right to change their future potential for right, what they think? Right, exactly. But if it, but if it does add value to their potential future, isn't it ethical? Or how could you even measure that? Well, right. again, oh, this yeah, goes conversely. back to that defining of the future. Right, what is and is not valuable. Yeah, this is fucking, this is weird. There's a lot of, I feel like there's a lot taken out to their, like if if you were to take a society that took this literally seriously, like what you would have a society that works their ass off to prevent the 10 to 20% of miscarriages that just naturally happen when somebody gets pregnant. Because that's a silent genocide that's taking place every single day. Those are all those future potentials are squandered. We got to save, you know what I mean? Like that would, that would be a logical. But you're right. You're right. I mean, abortion is the idea is someone's someone's at fault because they made the choice. But yeah, I mean, if you're just running with potential, then a miscarriage is just as bad. It's just just as bad. That's just as bad as an abortion. So we have well, also one could argue that. under this framework that that was an extreme circumstance. That's not the an body extreme. for whatever. Well, the body for whatever reason rejected the birth of this child. And ten to twenty percent right does not make extreme. It makes uh, yeah, because Caleb did bring up the makes health. it unlikely, but it doesn't make it extreme. Well, it, what I'm saying, I'm not saying right, likely, unlikely. Like we're that's something that you and I could talk about on a personal level. What I'm saying is, I believe in this argument that would fall under the category of extreme circumstance, because obviously, 
the body of this woman is rejecting this child or not supporting this child in some way, shape, or form. But there, but regardless, there was still an extinguishment of what what had a future potential. Right, but again, extreme circumstance. But let's treat it what it is. Then that was a death. That was that's a silent genocide that takes place every single day. They're... Yeah, I mean, if you want to take in that direction, I feel like you keep trying to argue with me. I'm <laughs> no, I'm saying that's that's like that specific case, <laughs> right? I, regardless of whether or not that's an extreme circumstance, like you still recognize that as a future potential that was extinguished. That is someone that has been killed, whether you know whether or not it was intentional or unintentional. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. but I think the intent here for extreme circumstance, like that's good. You know, I think that. If I'm trying to make the argument for Marquis or those people who follow this specific logic or line of reasoning, to them that would fall under that extreme circumstance. You could argue opposite, but I think for them that's where they're going with that specific scenario. Yeah. But let me take it another step further. Let sure. me read one more paragraph out of here from, from this Walter uh, paper again. It'll be linked in here wherever we post it. But <clears throat> the implication for abortion should be obvious. To stay alive, a fetus needs a place to grow as well as blood and other fluids for nourishment. But what it needs belongs to the pregnant woman and not to the fetus. Thus, this does not mm. imply that abortion would be morally wrong in the circumstance where the fetus lacks a right to the womb and blood that are necessary for its future. Just as it is not morally wrong to prevent a doctor from taking blood or bone marrow out of a woman without her permission, even to save someone else's life. So it is not morally wrong to stop a fetus from using its mother's blood and womb unless it somehow gains the moral right to those means to its life. Thus, if or anything like it provides uh, the best explanation, then Marquise's kind of argument cannot show that abortion is immoral in general. So the question here is, is does the fetus have a right to a woman's body? And the argument here is that if I am unconscious, in order to save this man's life, I need to go over to this woman who cannot give me consent and take her blood and put it into this man to save this Mm -hmm. man's life. Does this man who is about to die have any right to the blood of this woman? And then if not, would that not be the same for a fetus? Hmm. Go ahead and answer. Well, the well, the suggestion then would be that you can have an abortion up until it's viable outside of the womb, and then at that's, that point you can't. That's yeah, that's what right. this is, which feels like for. kind of what we already do, <laughs> right? I, Isn't I, can't, it? I, I can't help. But I don't. Th- uh, is I don't it that? And you have actually late term abortions? I don't think you can. No, not late well, term. I'm saying viable outside of the womb, which is like six months. Oh, oh, gotcha, 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 gotcha. Five Sorry. months, uh, something like that. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Well, the question still remains, what right does a fetus have to the body of a woman? That that circles back for me to responsibility a little bit, obviously. Um, I'm not talking about that. That's We're talking about right. No, I know. That's fair. That's why I, I was like, so I don't... I'm interested for you to, to see if right. you have any thought or comment on yeah, the I specific think rights of a fetus in that circumstance. That's probably the most, that's probably the most compelling argument, I think for pro-abortion because it does it you know it depends on the body of the mother correct so but it's exclusively wait what do you mean by that it depends on the body of the mother to survive the mother's blood oh right mother's nourishment everything the mother is doing is being provided to the fetus 
Right. Right. If you took that fetus out of there, it would, well, unless like Chad was saying, right. If it's somewhat viable, right. At what, five months, six months, whatever that might be, it's still dependent on that mother for those things. So does the fetus have rights to the mother's stuff, right? Her blood, the nourishment she provides, et cetera. No, yeah, that might so be. If, so that if be. that's the case, then if you are unconscious in a hospital and somebody else is dying and they need your blood or your bone marrow or whatever it is that you have, then there's the potential that someone could make the argument that we have the right to take what is yours and put it into this person to save that valuable mm-hmm. future or potential of a future. No, I think that's the best argument. I think Chad said it correctly because, yeah, like you are giving life to this this thing. Um, obviously, we talked about it many, I think many times throughout this. Many people might feel, oh, well, you know, a lot of people feel that like once the zygote happens, that's its own thing. But no, it still depends on another human being to continue to live. Um, and like Chad said, at that point, it's a good argument at that point. Yeah. Once it's viable, then there you go. Yeah. That's fascinating. Yeah. It's, it's so, another way you can think about out, it. Yeah. Go ahead, Chad. My apologies. No, you're good. I was just going to say real quick. Another thing, another way you could think about it is does a female have a right to consent or not consent to getting pregnant? Cause that's pretty much what you're talking about at that point. Cause like in that example with somebody who's knocked out in a hospital bed and you're just pulling marrow and blood from somebody else to help that to to help some other patient you're kind of implying there that like the person not that they did or didn't consent but it's just kind of happening regardless you know what i mean well it's non-consensual right right exactly because they literally can't yeah, what what in I'm hosp- saying is in the hospital situation, the scenario that I posed was that person was unconscious for whatever reason, mm. so they yeah. literally cannot consent. So because in that moment they can or cannot consent, obviously if someone says no, you can't take my blood, there the line has been drawn. Or if they say yes, you can, then you're done. You can take that blood. You can save another human. But if they're unconscious, right? What right does that person have? to somebody else's blood, bone marrow, whatever, in order to survive. Because to Marquise's argument, that's the potential for future. And you have a duty, I guess, and an obligation to some degree to save that potential future. Hmm. This also goes back to a horrible case that happened here in Rochester at a uh, long-term nursing facility. Oh, I remember this. What happened? Yeah, there was a, a, a young lady who was in a coma and was raped while she was in a coma. N- nobody knows how many times, but it ended up getting pregnant while she was in a coma. Oh, my God. Yeah. I went to jail for like 15 or 20 years. Nobody knew. Like, all of a sudden, yep. she was pregnant and gave birth, and everyone was like, yo, what, what is still? going on? Huh? Yep. In a coma still? Yes. Yep. yep. Yeah. What? Holy! When did this happen? Yeah. I don't remember this at all. Was this in <sighs> Rochester? I feel like I heard about it. I didn't know it was in Rochester. Yes. Wow. Oh, this is probably five. Well, I don't know how long. Maybe I was nope. away. He went to jail for a long time. Well, rightfully so. Like Jesus Christ, that is as explicit as it gets. Um. Yeah. So if you is... use that as an example, right? What right? Yeah. Oh, imagine that. What right child. do they have? 
Jesus Christ. It makes me think too of like, I don't know why it makes me think of this, but it makes me think of like, just the, the, the talking about the removal of potential. Like it makes me think like, what if, um, cause Chad, Chad, you said something at some point about like, well, well, would you support the death penalty then? And then Caleb said, yes, in extreme circumstances. What if like, would you support life sentences then? I'm trying to figure out how to say this. Um, Hmm. Do you see where I'm coming from? Like, right. Cause if you take, if you go to some Norwegian potential without even killing them. Right. If you go to some Norwegian jail, it's a lot more about rehabilitation or like, I don't exactly know what the word right. is. They try and like help them out better their future. I don't, sure. I don't Especially know. Especially when it pertains to like nonviolent offenses of some sort. Like, sure. Yeah. Right? Whereas in the U S you kind of just, everyone gets thrown in a general population and people tend to reoffend as a result. And right. It's, it's the point is when can we take away potential? Should we do it? Cause someone was smoking a joint on the corner. Like, mm-hmm. like that's Yeah things to think about interesting i feel like we've cut up this thing in 18 different ways it's wonderful <laughs> i love that Caleb had that article damn that made me like whoa is yeah again we'll stuff? we'll link we'll link both of them yeah um, so that if anyone is interested and they want to listen or they want to read they can do that um but it's, it's i think ultimately where i land right now as a as a human i land on just women's rights um, because I am someone who will never have to experience any of this in any way, shape, or form. So I feel ill-qualified to I was gonna say, we make a comment uh, ultimately on whether or not this is right or wrong. I was going to say, I was I was thinking, like, we sh- man, we should have said at the beginning, just to be clear, none of us have vaginas or will ever get pregnant. So just keep that in mind throughout this entire Well, you know, you never know. The miracles of science may allow you hey, to this have a is child true. That's, like Chad. But listen, the fact fair. of the matter is, is right fair. now, that's not going to happen, and we are mm. ill-qualified to even try to go down this rabbit hole. Yeah. What I appreciate about this, though, this particular argument, is that it begins a discussion that is that is non-secular or Correct. non-religious. That's and what I, I appreciate the fact that mm. we're coming from that direction, because most of the time you have these conversations, it comes from, right, the Bible says, thou shalt not kill. I know. I, I don't, you know, right. it, for me, religion has its place. I understand why humans are attached to religion, uh, but it should not dictate every aspect of our lives at this point with the fact that we have so much science available to us and we have so many um, deeper thinkers, right, such as Don Marquis here and such as uh, uh, this Walter Sinat Armstrong, although that might just be a publisher name, to be honest with you. I can't find any other name in here. Uh, this comes from the Department of Philosophy at Dartmouth College, um, the, the the paper that I'm going to link in here. But anyway, what I appreciate is that at this point in our society, we have the ability and we have people who are who are smart enough and, and amazing thinkers to be able to take these steps and these arguments to a level that we don't have to engage in religious you know, debate or, or connotation to mm-hmm. try to make one argument or another. So I appreciate, Cyril, you sending us this because that really set me on a very different path. Uh, really thinking about this particular topic. Yo, and just to, to wrap a bow on it, um, I think, like like you said, Caleb, we, I think the three of us are at our peak when it, it is, I don't want to say, I don't want to say non-religious, because like, we'll delve into religious things, that's fine, we don't care, but we're definitely at our peak when things are, like I, I like if someone's gonna stare at me in the face and be like, "This is the way it is because there's a ghost in the sky." I'm just like, "Are you kidding me right now?" Like, give me something that makes sense. Give me something that is—I don't want to say practical, but give me something that is like lives in the reality of what I can see and touch and experience. And 
that's what I really appreciated about this. Because mm-hmm. you're right, too many times where it's just like, oh, Casper told me that's bad. And I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Like, <laughs> so, Casper. yeah. I know that's a little aggressive for recording, but. <laughs> <laughs> Chad, any final thoughts? Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, I pretty much agree with everything you guys say. It's it's the most compelling argument for a uh, pro-life position. Um, but to me, ultimately, how things tend to play out in real life doesn't really jibe with this type of argument. It just, it just, it fleshes that- out in way different ways, practically speaking. So it, it kind of feels, I don't know. I, I like... Know. Um, delving into things that are more philosophical. I think that's, again, where we're all at our peak. And that's, that's, I think that's why we appreciate this. Yeah, for sure. That's why we all appreciate this. It's just more of a different kind of way of looking at it. And interestingly enough, we all admit that this is pro this is probably one of the best argument, non-religious arguments we've seen. And it's still not compelling enough. There's still too many things that are like, sure. I can't, you know, I can't get there. I can't get there. But it would definitely be fascinating to have a beer with Don Marquis about his thoughts. So appreciate you boys talking. Yeah. Well, that being said, uh, to anyone that listens, thank you for getting to this point. If you're interested in the articles, they will be linked wherever we post this conversation. And uh, hopefully you get a chance to listen to our next conversation, which is going to be on a topic that we are all unqualified to talk about. Yes. So, oh, talk to you yeah. next time. <laughs>